0: All right. Thank you, Pastor. Please turn in your Bibles this afternoon to Genesis chapter number 16. Genesis chapter number 16. I'll try to keep you all awake this afternoon. I was uh, joking with some men a little bit earlier about how I walk uh, back and forth. Uh, The reason for that is is I like to kill two birds with one stone. Uh, So that way I can preach and I can exercise at the same time. So I've taken uh, taken care of two things like that. So I'll try to keep you awake uh, this afternoon. It won't be a, a long message because I know I've been in plenty of afternoon services myself as well, and sometimes that uh, the bed comes calling. But uh, stay with me for this afternoon, and we'll look at some things from God's Word that can encourage our hearts this afternoon. Genesis and chapter number 16, please. Genesis and chapter... Number 16. I want to read uh, the first uh, five verses of Genesis chapter number 16. Why don't you stand with me again out of reverence for God's Word, Genesis chapter number 16. And we'll start looking at verse number 1 of Genesis and chapter number 16. The Bible says here, Genesis 16, verse number 1. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bear him no children. And she had in handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid, it may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. And Sarai said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived... I was despised in her eyes the lord judge uh, the lord judge between me and thee i'm going to read some more i didn't, i said i was going to go to 5 but i need to read some more verse 6 but abraham abram said unto sarai behold thy maid is in thy hand do to her as it pleaseth thee and when sarah dealt hardly with her she fled from her face and the angel of the lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness by the fountain in the way to shore. Thank you very much you may be seated at this time. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be here for this day and for this week and I pray that this this afternoon, Lord, you would speak to us. Lord, I have full confidence in your word. Your word says that it will not return void, but it shall accomplish that which you please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto you sent it. So, Lord, I pray uh, that you would mightily speak to us this afternoon. Would you mightily speak to my own heart as well? Would you convince these folks of the truth of Hagar? I pray these, these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. What I like to do in my devotions is I like I just prefer to do this this way by I plan on doing this this way until the day I die. What I like to do is I like to start in Genesis and I like to go all the way to the book of Revelation and then start over. I don't really like to follow a devotional book. I don't like doing that stuff. I just like doing old fashioned starting out in the beginning and ending in the book of Revelation and then starting it all over again. And recently, uh, this is a, a recently new message, I was over in the book of Genesis. And I, I always enjoy the book of Genesis. It always speaks to my heart. I mean, really, the reality is I should enjoy every book of the Bible, and I can honestly say that I do. And uh, But I was reading in the book of, of Genesis, and I started to know something, uh, notice something about Hagar. There are two portions of Scripture, and we're going to look at two portions of Scripture this afternoon, about Hagar, now, in, in all honesty, in the Bible, there's not really a whole lot good, uh good things that are said about Hagar. She's not somebody who did these great and incredible things for God. Actually, she really did not do these incredible things for God, but I noticed something about Hagar. Without a doubt, is what I see in the Bible, Hagar at this moment is in heaven. She was a lady that was a worshiper of Jehovah God. So this very second, Hagar herself is in heaven. But she did not do a lot of great things here on this earth. And I started to know something. Almighty God likes to show himself to Hagar. And the thought hit my mind. Hagar? God, you're showing yourself to Hagar? Isn't there somebody else that's godlier out there that you should show your blessing to? That you should show yourself powerful? You seem to always be showing yourself powerful to Hagar. So the title of my message is this. Does God really see me? There's a lot in that pronoun me. That involves, that describes everything that is you. And sometimes we know what the Bible says. We know that the Bible says that God sees us. He sees everything that we do. Uh, The Bible says that over and over again, that God sees everything about us. And we can think to ourselves, God is willing to even see me. And God even cares about me. I know all the wicked things that I've done in the past. I know the bad thoughts that I've had. I know all of these wrong things I've done. Yet God still wants to show himself to me. And I think Hagar had one of those times here... In these next few uh, next few chapters, she was not somebody that did anything great for God, but she was an individual that God showed Himself to a lot. I can tell you this: it would be an amazing thing for me. Now, I live in a we live in a different dispensation than than here in Genesis chapter number sixteen. But if I would have been Hagar. I would have found it amazing if the angel of the Lord, Jesus Christ in his pre-incarnate state, I would have found it amazing if the angel of the Lord would have showed himself to me. I would have felt special. I would have felt blessed of God. I may have even thought to myself, what good thing did I do to deserve this? To have Almighty God show himself to me. Well, we look at the life of Hagar And we don't see good. But God showed himself to her. So does God really see me? The purpose for this is that the hearers would realize that Almighty God sees them even though they are nothing special in the eyes of man. I want to look at the life of Hagar and see the negative things about her. You know why? Because there's not a lot of positive things about her. But what amazes me is that Almighty God showed Himself not just once, but twice to Hagar. And from what I can tell in my study of the Bible, I haven't found everything, but I think this is the case. In the Old Testament, the the person that the angel of the Lord showed himself the most amount to I know Moses with the burning, uh, burning, burning bush there. Uh, the Lord showed himself there. And, and other times, I believe Moses uh, has her beat. But as far as ladies go, Hagar was number one. There wasn't anybody that the angel of the Lord showed himself to more from the lady's perspective, and even she's probably up there with Moses. She may be in the top three or four in the Old Testament of people that Almighty God showed himself to, and Hagar was one of them. And I want us to realize that Hagar wasn't anything special. She did a lot of wrong things, but God still loved her. And God still cared about her and showed himself to her. Let's look at this again. Genesis 16. The first thing I want us to see about Genesis 16, verse number 1, the Bible says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children, and she had a handmaid, an Egyptian. The first thing I'd like us to see about uh, Hagar was that she was an Egyptian. Listen, Egypt is never looked at positively. Egypt has always been a bad place. And Hagar at this time, now uh, truly the children of Israel had not gone down into Egypt yet, but Egypt was still a wrong place. We could say that Hagar came from the wrong side of the tracks. She was not somebody in and of herself that was respectful because she was from Egypt. She was an Egyptian. And just with that, from the perspective of these people, they're going to look at her a little bit differently The Egyptians were not looked at fondly. I'm going to read Genesis 46. And verse number 32, the Bible says, And the men are shepherds, for their trade hath been to feed cattle. And they have brought their flocks and their herds, and all that they have. Verse 33, And it shall come to pass when Pharaoh shall call you and shall say, What is your occupation? That ye shall say, Thy servant's trade hath been about cattle from our youth, even until now, both we and also our fathers, that ye may dwell in the land of Goshen. For every shepherd is an abomination unto the Egyptians. Egyptians and the people of Israel, and uh, at, at this time, they, were, they didn't get along. So she was somebody from the outside of the tracks. I'm going through uh, the negative things that we see about Hagar and still the awe and the amazement that God still showed himself to her. So first of all, she was an Egyptian She was not from the land of Canaan at this time. Let's look at Genesis 16 and verse number two to see some other things about Hagar and how it just is amazing to me that God showed himself to her. Verse number two. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. She was just a servant. She was nobody that in the eyes of man was anybody special at all. She was not. She was just a servant. You know, sometimes we can get the mentality, a lot of times we are... Just this mentality is pushed upon us based on our position in life and just other things that, that there are certain things that we can't do or that we're, that we're not worth it in, in some areas. And that, that kind of thinking is not of God. At, Hagar at this time was just a servant. Nobody that special. Nobody looked to her. She may not have had a whole lot of respect because once again, she was from Egypt and she was a maid, but yet God Showed himself powerful to her. Another thing that's uh, very simple about this, and I don't mean anything bad by this at all, so please don't uh, think ill of me for saying this as well, but there's another thing about Hagar that was, wasn't really negative, but maybe it, she wasn't as respected as a result of this. She was a woman. Now, back in this time, as, as, we, as we see, if we look at the th- things of the Bible, oftentimes the ladies aren't overly emphasized. You know, we think about the children of Israel, we think about the 12 sons of the, of the children of Israel, but Jacob had daughters as well. Sometimes they just get skipped over. So a, a lady could think to herself, you know, I'm not anything special, I am just a lady. But Hagar was a lady. She was an Egyptian, she was a maid, and she was a woman, yet God showed himself to her. I'm going to read some more of Genesis chapters number 16 here. Verse number 7, And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to shore. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, whence camest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction." And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. And she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, Thou, God, seest me." Once again, that word me is very powerful. It makes up everything that Sarai, excuse me, Hagar was. For she said, have I also here looked after him that seeth me? So Almighty God shows himself to Sarai. Jesus Christ, the pre-incarnate Christ, shows himself to Hagar. Yet she was an Egyptian. She was from the wrong side of the track. She was, she was a maid. She wasn't anybody special in the eyes of man. She was a woman. But I want us to see something else as well about her that was negative maybe in the eyes of man, but with God, God still showed His love to her. Let's look at Genesis 16 and verse number 4. Well, I'll start at verse number three again. In Sarai, Abram's wife took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and after Abraham had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. And he, Abraham, went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. So here is what happens. Sometimes this is hard to understand. With so many pronouns, it's hard to get... Uh, what was going on? But I'll explain verse number four this way. He went into Hagar, and she, Hagar, conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. So basically, uh, this is what happened. Hagar got proud. Okay, Hagar started to think highly of herself. Because now, because she was the one that conceived so quickly, whereas Abraham, Abram, and Sarai could not, uh, Hagar conceived very quickly, and Hagar became proud of the fact that she was fertile, and Sarai was not. It got to her head. So that now, Sarai was despised in her eyes. You know, it's just like, you insignificant woman, you can't get pregnant, and I was able to get pregnant so fast. You know, it's that kind of thinking. She became a proud lady as a result of this. This is a, a bad story. <laughs> you know, this is just some, some terrible things. God gave the promise earlier that through Sarai and, uh, and, um, and, um, uh, I, yeah, Abram here, that Isaac through Isaac, your seed is going to be called. It's going to be through Isaac that, uh, that Jesus Christ is going to come and that the children of Israel were going to come. It was going to be through them. That's what was, what was going to happen. And she got uh, obsessed with herself, thinking that she was something special. She became proud, and Sarai gets angry because of it. Sarai decides, I'm going to do something about this. Verse number 5, And Sarai said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maiden to thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. Sarai is saying, look, I am despised at this time by Hagar. The Lord judge between me and thee. She's saying, look, Abram, this lady over here, yeah, she got pregnant for you, but you know, you're know you going to have to make a choice. It's either her, it's either me, or it's her. Make your choice, Abram. And Abram says, okay, all right, Hagar, you're going to be gone. And Sarai, I truly love you, uh, so you can stay with me. And Hagar, if she would have been humble, now this was all sin in the eyes of God, but if she would have been humble, if she would have closed her mouth and not been proud, everything probably would have been fine. But because she was arrogant and proud of the fact that she was able to get pregnant, Sarai got upset and decided, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to try to kick her out of here or I'm leaving myself. So really, it was her fault in a sense. But yet at the same time, it was her fault that she was proud And she had to leave as a result of it. And that's what happened here. When she got kicked out, she was afraid of Sarai. It says in verse number 8, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. She was proud. I got a verse here about pride in the the book of Proverbs. And chapter number 6, it just kind of shows what happens when this uh, takes place. Proverbs 6, verse number 17 says a proud look. Well, actually, verse number 16. These six things that the Lord hate... Yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. So this is another negative thing about Hagar. I mean, you would think this was the result of her sin, the result of her pride, the reason that she had to run. And she ran, but guess who was along with her? Almighty God was. Even after her sin, she couldn't help it that she was an Egyptian. She couldn't help it that she was a maid. She couldn't help it that she was a woman, but she could have done something about the fact about not being proud. She didn't. She was proud, but God was still there for her. And I can tell you this. Just let me stop for a second. We can think to ourselves, I am so ungodly. The things that I have done, God may forgive me, may forgive me, but he's never going to show himself powerful to me. If you said something like that to Hagar, she'd probably laugh. (laughs) You know, I wasn't anything special. I was a woman. I was a maid. I was from Egypt, and I sinned. I was proud. I had people that hated me as a result of my pride. And yet God showed himself powerful to me, even though I was nothing special. And I just want to communicate this fact tonight, that you may have done some terrible things. You may think that you're a nobody, but at the same time, yeah, God may not use you in a powerful way, but God can be very close to you, an intimate relationship with God you can still have. She was proud. Another thing I want us to see about uh, Hagar in Genesis chapter number 21, look with me please at Genesis chapter number 21. We'll see some other things about Hagar, something that was negative about her as well, but yet God still showed himself powerful. Basically what happens is uh, Sarah conceives and has Isaac, finally. Let's start off in verse number 5. And Abram was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh so that all here will laugh with me. And she said, Who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck? For I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah the son of Hagar the Egyptian, which she had borne unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman. This is Sarah speaking here, Sarah. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son even with Isaac at this time Isaac is about 16 or 17 years of age so he is older he is an older teenager and at this time what is happening is that uh, Sarah, uh, Isaac you know the one that the seed was supposed to go through all along Isaac is this little kid and here is Uh, Ishmael mocking, or I tried to study this out to see exactly what was going on here, but what was happening is that Ishmael was basically picking on, to use a term today, he was picking on, uh, Isaac. He was picking on, he was being a bully. And who saw this? Who saw this was Sarai. And now Sarai's mad again, just like she was years earlier. And she says to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son. She is upset again because now Ishmael is picking on her own son, Isaac. And what is negative about that? Well, I think I can come to the conclusion as well that this child was mocking this child. And I tried to figure out exactly what I was talking about. And I think I could sum it up the best way, uh, Ishmael was being a bully to Isaac, okay? And Sarai did not like it. Now, what is up with this? Her son, Ishmael, is obviously not a great person. So now, Hagar has all these things going on in her earlier life. She's an Egyptian. She's a maid. She's a woman. She is proud herself. And now, years later, her own son is proud. Her own son is proud. No, is not a good behaving individual. Now, thankfully, well, I don't know if I can say thankfully, I've not gotten to that age yet to possibly have any of my children uh, be outward rebels. Uh, maybe you have. And I have compassion upon you for it. I know a man back in my, back in my old church that we would pray on Wednesday nights And I knew every single time what his prayer request was going to be. Every single time I knew his prayer request was going to be, he was going to pray uh, pray for his son. I knew every single time why he was burdened about his son. Why? Because his son was far from God. And he knew it. And I know maybe there's some in here that, that uh, your, your children have not followed uh, the ways of God as well, and that can be hurtful, and you can think, what is it that I have done? What wrong is it that I have done? And you think to yourself that God is just going to block himself from you because of that. Well, let's look here at what happened with Hagar, Genesis 21, and verse number 11. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son, because Ishmael and Hagar left at this time. Verse 12, And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad, and because of thy bondwoman, and all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called, and also of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation, because he is thy seed. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and took bread and a bottle of water, and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, and the child, and sent her away and she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba and the water was spent in the battle bottle and she cast the child under one of the shrubs and she went and sat her down over against him a good way off as it were a bow shot for she said let me not see the death of the child and she sat over against him and lift up her voice and wept okay this is some bad dehydration here because remember uh, Ishmael is not three or four years old Ishmael is in his late teen years so he is pretty much full-grown, and he is at the point of death because of dehydration. This is not anything that's just, you're just barely thirsty. This is at the point, literally, at the point of death. So where did I leave off here? And she, Okay, verse 17. And God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven. Once again, we have Hagar. Hagar? God, you're going to show yourself to Hagar, not just once, but you're going to show yourself to Hagar again? What has she done? She doesn't deserve to get <coughs> all of this from you. She does because she is a child of God's. That's why she can feel this love from God, because God does love her, even though she's done so many things that have not been good, but let's look. This a little, little bit more. And God heard the voice of the lad. Verse number 17. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. And God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became... An archer. So second, we see all that Hagar has done, and now Ishmael is an individual that is not living for God and never did. And yet, at the same time, God still showed his love for Hagar. Now, i got to bring this up about Ishmael as well. The Bible says that he will be a wild man. His hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand against him. It is very strongly believed, and I think there's some evidence for it, that the people that make up Islamic extremism today, and boy is that going on right now, trace themselves all the way back to Ishmael, and all the way back to Hagar. Hagar again. Do you know that God knew that the descendants of Hagar were going to persecute and kill his own people, the people of Israel? God knew those things were going to happen. God knew that the long descendants of Ishmael We're eventually going to take over some planes and drive them and fly them right into buildings. God knew. And all those descendants go all the way back to Hagar. Now, most humans would think to yourselves, for instance, if you saw a baby back in the early 1900s or late 1800s, I can't remember which, if you could go back in time and you could see a little newborn baby and you found out the name of that newborn baby was Adolf Hitler, what would your thoughts be? You know, you can think to themselves, I need to tell somebody and somebody needs to bomb this place because, or Osama bin Laden, you know, you saw a little baby, and oh, this baby's so cute, what's the name? Osama bin Laden. And you went back in time, you'd think, whoa, there's something needs to happen here because this man is going to be a very evil man. You know, that's what we, what we as human beings might think. But God didn't hold that against Hagar. God still showed himself, not just once, God showed himself twice to Hagar, even though in the eyes of man she was nothing special. We see all the things. And Ishmael was a picture of the flesh, was a picture of the sinful nature from the New Testament. Hagar was nothing great in the eyes of people. However, the angel of the Lord showed himself to Hagar twice, more than any other woman in the Old Testament. What I'm trying to say is exactly this. We can all apply this to our lives. Hagar was nothing special. But Hagar was special because she was a child of God. And Almighty God realized and showed that he was not wasting his time by showing himself to Hagar. Hagar was important because she was a child of God. If you are a child of God, you are important in the eyes of God. And just like Hagar had the angel of the Lord shown himself twice to Hagar, God can show himself to you as well, not physically, but spiritually he can. And I hope you understand that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you.